Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The Canadian men's soccer team is booking its ticket for Qatar. I said I would get on board if Canada made the World Cup, and they have. And I've fallen down the rabbit hole of the coach, John Herdman. John Herdman, like he's putting himself on the Mount Rushmore of Canadian sports, and he's not even from here. I love it. I love the story. Yeah, I'm late to the party. I'm on board, Moose. I said I'd get on board if they did it, and they did it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show for a Tuesday, March the 29th. Very big day. And uh, in a few moments, we'll tell you why. It is episode number 726 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. And I hope you're settling in and having fun uh, on this Tuesday so far. We're broadcasting on Game Plus TV Network and live streaming on YouTube and digitally uh, broadcasting audio, sports radio at rodpeterson.com slash listen live. Let's bring in the moose, the, the um, orchestrator of it all. Darren, the conductor, that's what it is. Darren Moose DuPont joins us. You changed. What's up, you cold? I just added a hoodie on. Yeah, a little chilly, so I put on, uh, put on a sweater. Well, I'm glad you just take care of yourself, man. I'm uh, maybe suffering heat stroke <laughs> down here, 31 degrees Celsius. It's a hot one today, and we do have breaking news that I'll get to here in the Quick Six Show Topics, but I'm just so darn excited because the Florida Panthers are home to the Montreal Canadiens today. And our daily feature of, here's what they're talking about on Miami Sports Radio today, I mentioned in our meeting with you earlier that we're talking about Claude Giroux making his Florida Panthers home debut tonight. They don't talk about Ben Sherrod yeah. at all because he's a big, lanky defenseman. Nobody cares about them. It's Claude Giroux tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. So I'm very excited about that. Coming up on the program to help us talk about all these things and some topics that I'm going to get to are Hustler Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk. Believe it or not, we're going to get into some NFL with Hustler plus NHL. With the passing of Eugene Melnick, the Ottawa Senators owner, A.J. Jakubek is going to be good enough to join us from the Canadian National 
Capital. Uh, AJ is the voice of the Ottawa Red Blacks, Ottawa Fury soccer team, and also the pre- and post-game host for the Ottawa Senator. Very busy guy. AJ found some time for us today. And Scott Laughlin from uh, Sirius XM NHL Radio. It's been far too long since we've chatted with Scotty, so he's coming up. Are you ready, Moose, for the Quick Six Show topics? You Let's betcha. Let's go. Hit it, please. <laughs> Director Jordan, let's go. We're going to open We're gonna open with Monday NHL leftovers, and then we'll get into the NHL topic that I really want to get into. Ryan McLeod had two goals and an assist as the Edmonton Oilers defeated the Arizona Coyotes 6-1 for their seventh straight home win. And with the loss, the Coyotes were eliminated from playoff contention. It was their sixth defeat in a row. They're the first team out before the playoffs even started. In Washington, the Carolina Hurricanes gave the Capitals something to think about. If they meet down the line in the playoffs, Martin Neca scored twice. Sebastian Aho added his 29th goal, and the Hurricanes routed the Capitals 6-1 in a potential first-round preview. Carolina, which leads the Met, moved a point ahead of Florida in the back-and-forth race for the top seed in the Eastern Conference, which would likely mean a series against the Capitals. I don't know if they showed the highlights on SportsCenter or not, but there was a punch-up at the end of the game. The uh, I think it was uh, Licorice Legs got hurt late in the game. I'm not sure. But it was, it, was a, it was a fisticuff ending in Washington last night between the Canes and the Caps. There, there weren't that many games. In St. Louis, I watched this one. Vladimir Tarasenko had two goals and an assist, leading St. Louis over Vancouver 4-1. <sighs> Blues are good. They probably would qualify yeah. as the West Conference dark horse, and the New York Rangers would be the East Conference dark horse, I think. And in Chicago, that title in town, Tage... Thompson scored the tie-breaking goal on a fortunate bounce with 10 seconds to go, and Buffalo rallied from four down to beat Chicago 6-5. That's point one. Point two, some NHL notes. The Ottawa Senators will take to the ice with heavy hearts tonight when they face the Nashville Predators. Last night, owner Eugene Melnick died at age 62, following what the club said was, quote, an illness he faced with determination and courage, unquote. Melnick has owned the Senators since 2003. I was surprised to learn that he was only 62. Of course, a lot of people wanting to know what he passed away from. The team and the family clearly don't want people to know. That's in their statement. I remember this when a fairly hallowed CFL coach passed away. I talked to uh, one of his relatives, and I said, what did he pass of? And the guy said, why does it matter? Good point. So you asked if we had any Eugene Melnick thoughts and I really don't. Like, I'm not a Senators fan um, at all. I th he, like I said, he's only Senator since 2003. It just seems like every story emanating from Ottawa was not positive regarding Eugene Melnick and the ownership of that team. But he passed at 62, so he's due the courtesy and the condolences and the remembrance. But I don't have a lot of reflections on Eugene. As I said to you in the morning meeting, let's let AJ talk about him. He knew him. Yeah. No, I know. Did they get to one Stanley Cup final? With you, yeah. yeah, got to the one. Yeah. Um, they had some. They had some good years in those early two thousands. Like when he first came in, you know, I believe those were the um, the Alfredson years. Um, I don't know if that was Alex, the Alexa Yashin experiment or not, but they had some really good competitive teams throughout the time. But yeah, things waned a little bit. Had trouble getting people in the building. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. I think the future for the Ottawa Senators is bright. Mm. Okay, the Greek freak's watching. 
He says, uh, oh, he would have to point this out. He says, sorry, Roddy, the Habs were eliminated last weekend. Okay. How about first West Conference team eliminated? Uh, Jennifer, also from the Four Seasons, writes in and says, the Oilers looked good last night, but then again, it's the Yotes. I thought that too. 6-1, it's only Arizona, and that's unfortunate that you look at it that way. But you can only beat the teams that are on your schedule. Sometimes, especially this time of year, I think you need a slump buster, a confidence builder. But we've talked enough about the Oilers. They're going to be in the playoffs, it would appear. They're only two points back of the Kings. And, uh, but it won't be a long-lived playoff life, I don't think. James watching in Manitoba says, My father was Eugene Melnick's business partner. He might be somebody that we'd want to talk to. Because, uh, wow. yeah, like I say, I, I'm just interested to hear from Aaron, Jacob, Jakubik in hour two, because he'll have more stories on that. And um, moving on, another note, a vote of confidence for Martin Saint-Louis. Montreal GM Kent Hughes says the club would like to retain St. Louis as their head coach. The Habs 10-7-4 since Martin replaced Dominic Ducharme on February 9th, but have been eliminated from playoff contention. Oh, there it is, George, the Greek freak. There you go. Um, I will be watching the Habs very closely tonight to see how they play in all three zones as a team. Uh, did, they, did they give Dominic Ducharme a vote of confidence at any point? Like, when you get a vote of confidence, it's usually the kiss of death. So I'll just see how they play tonight under Martin St. Louis. That's a beautiful thing about being in an NHL market. You can go to these games and see for yourself and not have to listen to the insiders. But speaking of the insiders, the GM meetings, the NHL GM meetings are going on here in South Florida. I looked it up, 23 kilometers from where I sit right now. Maple Leafs GM Kyle Dubas and the league's other 31 GMs heard from Director of Officiating Stephen Wacom on Monday as part of their first in-person meeting since COVID hit. Um, this is my third point of the Quick Six Show topics. Dubas and the Leafs were left seething earlier this month when a blatant holding penalty against Austin Matthews was ignored on the deciding sequence in an overtime loss to the Arizona Coyote. This is where it gets good. The NHL's leading goal scorer has the puck on his stick often and gets plenty of attention from defenders, but has drawn an absurdly low nine infractions this season. That puts him at a tie for 304th for penalties drawn, on par with the likes of Curtis Lazar and Warren Fogle. Oilers star Connor McDavid, on the other hand, has seen a league-high 44 penalties called against opponents checking him. Many have come after the issue was raised publicly by the Edmonton captain. I'm like, who wrote this story? Harold Ballard? It's like, where? Austin's getting picked on. Cotter bitches, and he gets the calls. So Duba spoke to the media yesterday in Manalapan, Florida, and he added that he understands the difficulty of officiating an NHL game and how thankless the job is by nature. Dubas pointed out taking issue with officials is universal in sports. So what are we saying here? That it's a tough job and it spit happens, or that Austin Matthews is being unfairly picked on by NHL referees? I would think that it might be the latter. That's just me. You look at uh, Connor's cross-check to the head of Rasmus Dahlin from Buffalo. We got two games. Remember when McDavid cross-checked Licorice Legs? in the head a year or two ago. I don't think he got anything. Yeah, he might have got a zone. penalty. Yes. Right. So 
Yeah. So before I get your take, well, just hang on. The poll, the poll question today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the prairies. Do the Maple Leafs have a legitimate beef for the lack of calls against Austin Matthews? And it's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. I put it up like an hour ago, and the last I looked, seventy-six percent of respondents say no. The Leafs don't have a legitimate beef. I voted no. They don't. But I don't watch every Leafs game. I told you I watched them last week, and I was pretty impressed by Austin Matthews' defensive play. I was impressed by the team. But you can take it away. I have more thoughts, but uh, I'm just going to vote no on that. And it just came across to me as a lot of whining from the GM. But where are you as the resident Leafs fan? You know, I, I'd vote no, too. I, I, but I, I'm pretty consistent with that across all players um in the nhl you know i i don't think whining gets you anywhere and i and i hate seeing it i don't like it i don't like crying to the media i don't like talking about it after the fact you know and this was always what i heard you know for a while coming out of edmonton you know it was a lot of you know um why isn't this penalty being called against mcdavid you know these calls aren't being made against mcdavid and it was a bit of an issue but maybe it worked because now he's getting all the penalties called against him Maybe it'll work in Toronto, but I think that always happens with the stars because when you're that much better, it's it's really difficult. Uh, people are gonna grab you. They gotta try and slow you down. So you're gonna feel like there should be more penalties called than actually is. Uh, chipping in in the chat, BW, I believe he's in Edmonton, writes and he says Eugene Melnick was this generation's Harold Ballard. Randy from the Peg writes in and says, from what I heard about Eugene, he gave a lot to charities. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to hear a lot of great things about Eugene Melnick. I don't have an opinion, good or bad. Never met the guy. Don't know anything about the guy. Sad that he passed at the age of 62. But you asked me earlier this morning about Gretzky. And there, even bef- between Gretzky and M- Matthews, about Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. And Sid... Yeah for years did complain to officials and let's be honest he did draw a lot of attention Wayne Gretzky which you guys are all too young to remember but he was habitually called a whiner mostly by fans of every other team but Wayne while he did get hacked and whacked there you know and mauled and he played in a different era but they had Dave Semenko and Marty McSorley so it's one thing to obstruct a guy Right. It's another to, it's an, I think we've lost the video feed for Moose, so you just keep talking. I don't know what's going on there. But he stepped out. Okay. Oh, <laughs> he must, did he get a phone call? Anyways. No, I'm back. I, am I back? What, what happened? Am I back? What happened? Yeah, you're back. At some point, I, un, I, I pulled out the power cord of my computer, and it was just giving me a low battery warning. So I was trying to subtly tell the boys, just uh, just take me off for like 20 seconds. I can hear Rod. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I don't know if you guys noticed. I pulled out my earphones about 25 seconds ago. But we lost you need a the better cue. cue you guys forgot the cue. I guess so. If I start picking my nose, I've lost power. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that would be a, exactly. a more significant cue. Anyways, back in the day, while Gretzky did put up with some harassment, Overall, you didn't touch Wayne because you would then have to deal with Dave Semenko and Marty McSorting. That's just not the way the game is played anymore. And while I would like to consider myself somewhat of a renaissance person and I'm willing to adapt, I'm not an NHL coach. It's, um, 
I don't watch enough Leafs games. It just, to me, comes across as a lot of whining. But don't you think, though, you know, yeah, Rod's rant, okay, for Bron- Bronco plumbing and heating, why not? That if you do complain, it's going to go one of two ways. The refs are either going to listen, uh, maybe he's right and get the calls, or they're going to ram it even more where the sun don't shine. I think, and I think there's a chance that yeah, that, that might right. be happening. Well, for sure. And I, and I remember that being a thing with Nazem Kadri and the Brad Marchands and other pests that have some skill. But, you know, when, when guys dive and the officials go and watch game film, just like the teams do, and they go and look and they're like, you know, Brad really made us look bad last night. Nazem really made us look bad last night diving. So the next time they're on the ice, when, you know, Brad Marchand or, or when one of these guys is high stick, is tripped, is held, they're not going to get the call because the referee's like, you made me look bad last time. You know, my first instinct is that you're actually faking it or you're diving and they don't get the call, you know? So I think that plays into it. When people whine and stuff, some officials go the other way and make sure that I don't even give you the call the next time. So it's all about relationship. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Wayne had McSorley and Semenko. Hard to say what he would be like in today's NHL. I think he would have scored 4,000 points in today's NHL because you aren't really allowed to obstruct guys like that. We had that discussion with Lanny McDonald and Theo Fleury, and it's a fantastic conversation. Um, I will say one more because, you know, you folks say y'all like my stories. Um, when I was calling major junior games, and even the CFL games for years, all my incessant complaining about officiating never really changed anything. It probably did just make it worse. And I'll never forget, you've heard me bring up the name Mike Hassenfratz. You don't know who he is, but he was a legendary WHL official who went on to the NHL. He's living in Nashville now. But when I was living in Saskatoon, and as he was in the dub, we ran into each other in the parking lot of the Shoppers Drug Mart in Greenfields on 8th Street. July, sunny day. And Hazzy, if you knew him, leaned against his Caprice Classic, took a drag from his dart, and he's like, yeah, the guys are kind of upset for you roasting them on the radio. You might want to pull back on that. And I said, tell them to be better and shut up. I probably shouldn't have done that, but... uh, but anyways, the refs, the refs hear it. Trust me, they hear it. And it didn't make any difference. And I don't think it's going to make any difference for Austin Matthews. Look, we got breaking news from the CFL. Touchdown Atlantic was announced today. When we come back, we'll talk about what the Blue Jays did yesterday, what the Raptors did last night, Canadian men's soccer team, and then sink in a little more deeply on Touchdown Atlantic. It was announced officially this morning. We'll be right back. This is the warm-up, and you're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. One degree Celsius down in South Florida today. Want to tell you promotional consideration for the RP Show brought to you in part by Tough Tribe for Men. It was designed to meet the unique demands of clean professional grooming. 
The warm scent of a gentleman's shampoo teams up with an invigorating cool peppermint conditioner. Top that off with a little beard and hair pomade to start your day feeling fresh and confident. ToughTribeForMen.com is where you can order yours. That's the number four, ToughTribeForMen.com. And Amazon Canada. Mine was, as I said, confiscated at the border coming into the United States. So I'm holding my hair together with spit and elastic bands, Moose, until I see you next with the latest Tough Tribe order. And by the way, we had a manufactured rant in the opening segment there regarding Austin Matthews and the lack of calls. It should be Kyle Dubas's rant brought to you by Bronco Plumbing and Heating and Cooling. To schedule maintenance or to learn more about their services, call 306-781-2090 or visit them at broncoplumbing.com. Um, before we get to the football, 2.4, Samad Taylor homered in the eighth inning as part of a late Toronto comeback, but the Blue Jays fell to the Atlanta Braves 5-4 in spring training action Monday. Greg Bird and Kellen Deglin both had a hit and drove in a run for Toronto. Have you heard of these guys? Greg Bird and Kellen Deglin? It's like uh, they're new. the groundskeepers in the movie Major League. Who are these guys? I know. Starter Sean, Ander- yes, starter Sean Anderson allowed a run and fan three with three walks over three innings. To point five. Pascal Siakam was a one-man show for the Raptors Monday night. He had a season-high 40 points and 13 boards as Toronto claimed a 115-112 home OT win over the Boston Celtics. And the World Cup-bound Canadian men's soccer team was honored during the game. 23 players took to center court following a video tribute and received a standing ovation. The Canadians downed Jamaica 4-0 on Sunday to clinch the country's second-ever World Cup berth and first since 1986, in case you hadn't heard. And here we go. Breaking news from the Canadian Football League this morning. I'm leading, uh, reading from a news release from the CFL, the East Coast's biggest celebration of football, Touchdown Atlantic, will return to the region on Saturday, July 16th, as the Saskatchewan Roughriders take on the Toronto Argonauts. Acadia University's Raymond Field will be expanded to welcome 10,000 fans in Nova Scotia's first-ever CFL regular season contest. The lead-up to the main event will feature three days of fun-filled football festivities to build excitement and anticipation for the big game. Commissioner Randy Ambrosi said in a statement, We're so thrilled to welcome CFL football to Nova Scotia, and we couldn't be more excited for the return of Touchdown Atlantic. Come for the game and stay for a vacation. All the details of the game, of the parties, are up at rodpeterson.com right now. It's the top item running. And I think it's exciting. We're getting some invitations to be there for it. It's July 16th. That's a Saturday, Moose. So it's something for us to think about. All of a sudden now, people will be booking their flights, buying their tickets, and they better get on it because 10000 isn't a lot to watch Canada's team versus the Argo. So it's back. This is exciting. Some of the most exciting news I would suggest in the CFL all winter. Really, it is. I mean, sports in general needs to be a destination, an event, and this just does that, right? I mean, it creates a, a wonderful opportunity for folks in Atlanta, Canada to embrace the CFL. And, you know, I would hope and expect this, this thing to be sold out. So I hope fans jump on their tickets. I hope they support it. I really hope there's an opportunity for us to be out there. It would be great. Um, I've never been out to Atlanta, Canada. so. What a great reason to, to do so. And, uh, you know, the football is going to be back. It's going to be better. Um, two good teams. I think it's going to be fun. So, you know, 
whether or not, and this is irrelevant, whether or not Atlantic Canada is going to get a 10th team in the, in the CFL or not, this is going to be a fun event this year. Oh, boy. I mean, man, did you hit on one of my favorite topics, which is CFL expansion. And there will be a lot of talk after the game, I would think, I would hope, yeah. about an expansion team for the Atlantic region. This, if we go, would be my fourth time to the Maritimes. I've been out there for the Memorial Cup. I touched down Atlantic, a family holiday. So, yeah, it is going to be a lot of fun. We, um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, with a question. He says, why did the CFL choose Saskatchewan and Toronto? Probably for a couple of reasons. Number one, they were supposed to be in the last touchdown Atlantic in the canceled season, for one. For two, the Argos for years didn't want to give up that home game against Saskatchewan because it was their highest drawing game of the year in Toronto. It was a real moneymaker for them. So somebody must have twisted their arm and felt that this was the most marquee opponent that they could have, would be my guess. The other thing is Saskatchewan's never been there. That was one thing that I always wanted to do, and I saw the other teams go. I saw Edmonton go. I saw Calgary go. Why can't we be in this? And now they are. They're one of the last teams to not be in it. By the way, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, did you say one degree Celsius in South Beach, Florida, Rod? That's six degrees cooler than Victoria. No, Wayne. Wakey, wakey. It's 31 degrees Celsius. Did you hear it, Moose? Did I say one? No, I couldn't have said one degree. Can I give, can I give Wayne a pass? Yeah, I'll give Wayne a pass. You, your mic just chopped for a half a second, and the 30 part didn't pick up over the air. So it did sound like one degree Celsius, but I knew better. We're both right. I said 31. He heard one. It's 31 degrees Celsius. You're not going to see that many people on the beach for one degree Celsius. Trust me. Our Navy friend Don watching says, Wolfville is a cute little town. You'll enjoy it. Uh, from Robin watching in the sticks, he says, now with touchdown Atlantic announcement, will the Atlantic schoolers talk ramp up again? Did it ever really die? I was thinking about this the other day. 40 years now. They've been talking about expansion to Atlantic Canada. 40 years. And from what I see, I still have some friends working for the schooners. I had a guy text me the other day and asked me, do you have any friends still at SSE? I wrote him back. I said, who the hell's SSE? He goes, schooners, sports, and entertainment. I said, I, I don't know. I haven't heard from them <laughs> forever. Like, is it it's still a thing? I mean, people still talking about it. But um, Chris Bird watching in King City, Ontario says, Canada's team versus Canada's team. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Uh, oh, here we go. John Kirby in Edmonton. Here we go. John Kirby in Edmonton says, 10,000 will be the biggest crowd Toronto's ever played in front of. And your mic just clipped out. What did you just say? Say it again. No, I didn't. I just laughed and uh, was waiting for the boom boom. Oh, and you got it. You got it. By the I way, the text it. line is open. 902-518-3033. Pick up the phone and text RP. 902-518-3033. George Carter is watching in Montreal. And he texts the 902 line. And I'm reading this verbatim. I have... I have not looked at it first. He says, George from Montreal here, not a Habs fan. Bring back the Nordique. 
Hi, guys. Awesome show as usual. Regarding rule tweaks for the CFL, what are your thoughts on drive-killing penalties like holding going from 10 to 5 yards? It's a killer in this three-down game, I find. Thanks, guys. Go Owls. He was the guy that invited us to Montreal way back in the summertime. He asked us to come out for the uh, home opener. And for whatever reason, we didn't do it. But it didn't stop us from uh, breaking into the stadium on an off day, if you recall. What a time. I remember that well. Robin in uh, Prince Albert says, with the CFL expansion to the Atlantic, either poop or get off the pot. LOL. That's kind of what I'm sitting around here for. Um, Al, Al Broderick's watching on YouTube, wants to start a holy war. He says, I would love expanding the CFL. And with four downs as well. And we're going to go down that road? No, we're not going to go down that road today. But I think it would be a lot of fun uh, for us to be out there. The, the fact is we are to be, we're scheduled to be at the Calgary Stampede, correct? Do we have the dates of the Calgary Stampede? They're in July, I think, but I don't know. I don't have the dates in front of me. But yeah, like there's a lot of things on the dance card, right? I mean, July, we've got that. There's Canada Games in August, and the World Juniors are in August. And um, Atlanta, you know, going to Atlanta, Canada for the, uh, the Maritimes for Touchdown Atlantic would be awesome. We could add that to the dance card. So we'll have to, we'll have to see you know, who's stepping up to the table and uh, bringing us where. Yes. So. That's our talk about Touchdown Atlantic. We're already getting some invitations to go there. I think that it would be fun. Riders and Argos. Uh, yeah, the last time I was there, I've told the stories many times, it was 2019. It was in Moncton, Argos, Alouettes. And it was a big time. I could sit and tell those stories forever, too. Like, for instance, the Alouettes came in a few days early, and they had a big, what do you call it, lobster fry, something like that on the Saturday night. Team was all there. Fans were invited. And the Argos... I was at one of their team parties, and it was just big fun. Kahari Jones is such a cool guy. Rick Moffat was there, their radio guy at the time. That was at the Saturday night event. It was awesome. The Argos, for whatever reason, didn't come in until uh, Sunday morning. People said that they were too cheap to pay <laughs> to spend a night or two extra of hotels. And as I recall, Montreal won on the last play of the game in front of, that was like 11,000, 12,000, I think. They didn't fill the end zones. But those are just fun games. And that's the one thing that I remember about Atlantic Canada. There was not a ton of buzz on the radio or in the market about the game. But the media that was there was very excited. Like there was a scrum with the commissioner, Randy Ambrosi, and a local female reporter from the TV station was like, well, what are we going to see here on Sunday? We don't get pro sports around here very much. And I'm like, "Mm, good point. We're pretty lucky where we are that, that we have that. They don't have that out there. But the studies, right. the Angus Reid polls that I've seen have said that it's more of an NFL region than a CFL region. And once I got out there and spent some time there, I'm like, I can see why. CFL hasn't really tried to come out here but for one weekend a year, and that's just over the last several years, not for 100 years. So, yeah. uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, and Roger Yee both write in and say, the Calgary Stampede is July 9th to the 18th. There's a chance maybe we could do both. I don't know. Or, I don't know. <clears throat> Sounds like we got to have a meeting to have a meeting. we got to have a meeting. 
Uh, oh, we're almost out of time here. I just wanted to mention one other thing coming out of the NHL GM meetings on Monday. Sheldon Kennedy, it sounds like, they had a very productive day. Sheldon Kennedy addressed all the NHL GMs. We mentioned the Stephen Walkham officiating thing. He had a presentation, too. I don't know if you read the coverage. I was reading it all this morning. Uh, Sheldon is purporting, supporting a more open workplace environment so that something like the Chicago Blackhawks situation with a video coach doesn't happen again. And I get that. I don't have a lot of hopes. And we really have to break here and bring in our next. I don't have a lot of hopes that that's going to happen. Similar to the NFL GM meetings here where they've added, you must hire a minority on your offensive staff. You must. They've included females now to go along with races. When they brought in the Rooney rule, this was what I was watching this morning of the coverage. It hasn't gone the way they'd hoped. It did not get the predicted results that they'd hoped. There's less black coaches than there's ever been in the National Football League. And this is after 20 years of the Rooney rule. And to have more openness, we would like you to be able to speak more freely in the workplace to your superiors. <clears throat> right. We'll see how that goes. Anyways, we'll kick that around more when you join us later, Moose. All right? Good idea. When we come back, Hustler Patterson out of Winnipeg. It's a Tuesday. It's the RP show, and you're watching on Game Plus TV Network, live streaming on YouTube. And as always, if you missed any portion of the show, you can catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. RP Show continues on this Tuesday, episode number 726 of Daytime Sports Talk. And we've got a lot of questions and comments have come in on the text line and in the chat. We'll save those for a little later in viewer takeover as we welcome in from Winnipeg Sports Talk, the wildly popular show out of the Manitoba capital. Hustler Patterson, our good friend Hustler, joins us. I'm going to dive right into it, Huss, if you don't mind. Winnipeg Jets off tonight. It's been a busy stretch for them. Two points out of a playoff spot, as you know. Is this the most maddening or confusing Jets team that you've ever followed in your lifetime? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very quickly to the point. Yes. I will say the second half of the 2018 season, 2019 season probably is right up there, Rod. That was a team you recall had gone into the conference championship the season before was, I believe, second overall at the turn of the calendar into the new year. And just sort of went into a malaise, as Paul Maurice liked to say, for about the last three months of the season. Ended up bowing out to St. Louis on their way to winning the Stanley Cup. But yeah, expectations are really high this year. I mean, we talked so much about the deficiencies in the blue line last year. Kevin Sheveldayoff went out, spent $10 million bucks to add Nate Schmidt and Brent Dillon, uh, Brendan Dillon to the, to the unit. And I think everyone sort of thought that that was what this team needed to, at minimum, be a playoff team. But many people thought this team could legitimately be a Stanley Cup contender. And um, there's been no consistency this year. They still haven't won three games in a row since the first week of January. And um, with the predicament that they put themselves in, that is not going to cut it right now. So it's now or never for the Jets to go on an absolute tear. Um, and they've got some tough games coming up with Tampa and Carolina and Florida around the corner, Rod. So uh, um, there's no uh, no more outs for the Winnipeg Jets. They got to win. They got to win often. And frankly, they need a lot of help from teams 
playing the likes of the Dallas Stars in this final month of the season. Well, I hope that the fans in Winnipeg are enjoying the playoff hockey now because they're in playoff hockey now. What you just said, they can't afford any losses, so it's must-win mode every night. But listen, even if they do make the playoffs, I don't think they're going too far. I mean, if they do miss, what? Like, I'm starting to hear some media pundits saying there needs to be changes. Do you anticipate? There's obviously going to be a new coach. But would it go higher than that if they miss the playoffs with this bunch? Oh, I think so. I mean, I think there's been real questions about the core of this team, the leaders of this team for a while. And, um, you know, when you look at the contract situation, and Mark Scheifele is the obvious guy in that, you know, I mean, listen, he's a very, very productive player, Rod. I mean, you know, even on what I think he and most people would recognize as sort of a down year for him, um, you know, he's still going to be up there, you know, putting up the points that he needs. It's just what's happened everywhere else. I mean, he's got a career worst plus minus number uh, at the bottom of the team's uh, list. And uh, here's what it comes down to for the Winnipeg Jets big picture. Um, if you think that Mark Scheifele is going to be your guy, I mean, he's going to be the next captain of the team. He's going to be the guy that's taken over for Blake Wheeler. You keep him and you do what you can to sign him to a big money deal and he plays here for his entire career. But I think there are legitimate questions as to whether he is that guy, whether a change of scenery might be good for him. And if you do, if you're in Kevin Dayoff shoes, Rod, and you think, okay, in two years, Mark Scheifele's not going to be with us. He's not going to be the guy for us any longer. We're not going to be signing a massive extension. Then I think you have to look at the read the room and realize that with two years left on his contract at a very affordable deal of $6.1 million and a guy in Pierre-Luc Dubois that is, well, to some people, already taken over the number one center job, a, a move like that with what it does to the leadership group, the chemistry in the room, and what you can bring in for the next few years, I think it certainly makes a compelling argument that has, that has to be considered. Uh, but make no mistake about it, that sort of a deal would be monumental for the franchise. There's been very few deals that would have been of that magnitude over the course of these 11 years. Um, and it could be a make-or-break move for Kevin Chevaldeoff now, who's been 11 years into this job as the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets. Thumbs up or down uh, for what the Jets did at the trade deadline. I think it was five trades on that Monday, and we're all sitting there scratching our head going, did they get better? They, did they get worse? What, what happened here? What, how did you grade that? Well, listen, I think I give a slight thumbs up because of the situation. I mean, not moving Andrew Kopp, um, and I said this at the start of the year, Rod. I mean, there was high expectations, and everyone was talking about Kopp being on the one-year deal. But I said a number of times, listen, if we're talking about trading Andrew Kopp at the deadline, that means something this season has gone seriously wrong. Well, this is exactly what had happened. And, you know, you've got a guy that had significant value on the open market. You're sitting with about a 10% chance to make the playoffs. I think it's incumbent for the general manager to do what he can do to, to get value. And I think he did a great job on that. I mean, you got Morgan Barron coming in. Sounds like he's a guy that certainly projects to be at least a bottom six player for the Jets in the years to come. And two second-round picks that with a little luck in the playoffs with the Rangers could turn into a first-rounder and a second-rounder. So I give him good marks on that deal. But at the same time, they didn't just want to throw the white flag up on the season. Getting Mason Appleton back for a fourth-round pick I thought was a steal. He's a guy that has performed very well with Adam Lowry. He's a restricted free agent. I expect him to be in Winnipeg for the next couple seasons. And a fifth-rounder is a bit of a flyer on Zach Sanford, but I think they realized they needed a little bit more in their bottom six, and they got it. Uh, the Nathan Beaulieu deal, 
was, um, you know, honestly getting him to a spot where he might have a chance to play. Nothing really coming back. It was a conditional seventh rounder. And then the most interesting trade was the prospect Nathan Smith, who was a Hobie Baker finalist, going to Arizona along with Brian Little's contract. And, you know, from a Jets perspective, they found out that Smith wasn't going to be signing. He can enact something where he'll be a free agent in 30 days. Um, so at that point, you've got to make the best of the situation. And I think from a Chevaldeo's perspective, having the Little contract off of LTIR and off the books will certainly be a benefit in the years to come. Doesn't do anything in the short term. But uh, overall, considering the situation, I think Chevaldeo did a pretty good job. The questions are, should things have been done earlier to avoid being in this situation at the trade deadline with, frankly, pretty bleak playoff hopes? Hey, bud, we got about two minutes left here. You are Canada's biggest Kansas City Chiefs fan, and I got to ask you, I'm sitting here just north of Miami. They're so excited about Tyreek Hill. He's met the media. He's got the meeting out of the palm of his hand, as you can well imagine. So it's all about the Dolphins here. How big of a loss is it for the Chiefs in your mind, and why did this trade happen? Well, I mean, it came down to money. I mean, plain and simple. The, the, the Devontae Adams deal in uh, in Oakland happened. And, um, you know, Tyreek Hill justifiably thought that he should be at near or at the top of the uh, of the receiver pay distribution list. And um, listen, he, uh, you know, when they sat down with him to do this extension, they realized that they probably weren't going to be able to get to that number. I mean, they, if they were going to guarantee him $75 million, you're talking about a three-year deal. You're certainly not doing that over two years. You're looking at, you know, $35 million a season. Um, and I think they were also worried that if they franchised him or if they didn't get the job done, um, you know, there might be problems within the club. Now, it's a huge loss short-term. I mean, it certainly is a step back. I mean, the Mahomes-Tyreek Hill combination is one of the most lethal that we've seen in a long time in the National Football League. Um, but I'll say this about Brett Beach, and you look what the Chiefs did last year in the draft. They have drafted exceptionally well. And with the draft capital they got from this trade, along with the additions of Juju Smith-Schuster and MVS out of Green Bay, I think they're positioned to weather the blow a little bit Listen, it's going to put a little bit more pressure on the shoulders of 15 Patrick Mahomes, but I think he's shown that he's certainly up to that challenge. And while it might be a bit of a short-term pain, I think there could be some long-term gain two, three, four seasons into the future with what they can do with this draft capital. But from a Chiefs fan standpoint, and frankly, just from an NFL standpoint, um, it is unfortunate to see that incredible threesome of Kelsey, Hill, and uh, Pat Mahomes broken up. Miami fans are going to be excited to see what he can do. A lot of pressure on Tua to be able to get him the ball like Patrick Mahomes just did. Uh, but make no mistake about it, the Chiefs will still be in there. Although, I don't know where you stand on this, but you look at these offseason moves in the AFC West. On paper, this might be the strongest division I can ever remember in the NFL going into the season. So it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm not sure Pat Mahomes will just roll through the AFC West like he's done up until this point of his career. You said the key word, on paper, they haven't played a game yet, so we'll see. But it's definitely stronger. Huss, where can people watch Winnipeg Sports uh, Talk and listen? Well, we'll be on right after you, Rod, 1 p.m. Central on YouTube. And, of course, podcasts just wherever you uh, get your services or on YouTube. Search Winnipeg Sports Talk like you do for RP. Hit that subscribe button. And uh, once Rod and Darren are done their thing, pop on over to uh, us at 1 p.m. on Winnipeg Sports Talk. Thanks for having me, Rod. Bingo! Thanks, Huss. Stay, stay cool. You got it. Hustler Patterson joining us from the Slurpee Capital.
Viewer takeover for Taco Time. When we return, you're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's viewer takeover time brought to you by Taco Time. Check the calendar. It is Taco Tuesday. $2 tacos at the 120-plus locations of Taco Time across Canada. That means your biggest decision will be soft or hard shell beef or veggie. You know what we like. Get out to your Taco Time today and make lunch or supper easy. Before we do get into viewer takeover, we have breaking news on a couple of fronts. Breaking news. One sentence has moved across the Associated Press Newswire, which I have just to my left. You can't see it, but I have it here. Placeline, Palm Beach, Florida. NFL owners approve rule change to guarantee a position, uh, sorry, a possession to both teams in overtime. New rule applies only to postseason. One sentence. I bungled it up sufficiently. I'll say it again. NFL owners approve rule change to guarantee a possession to both teams in overtime. New rules apply. New rule applies only to postseason. How about that? We'll discuss that. We'll discuss that next hour with uh, AJ Jackovic, big NFL fan. He is uh, the biggest fan of the Washington Commanders that I know. And also news from the CFL today, and that is that Touchdown Atlantic is returning. Coming to Nova Scotia this time, July 16th, Riders and Argos. A sports update, Seattle Thunderbirds forward Lucas Zaykovsky has been named WHL Player of the Week. The Pittsburgh Penguins prospect led all dub skaters with eight points and three outings with the T-Birds this past week, including a career best five-point performance on Saturday. Somebody help me out. Is he the son of former WHLer Yogi Zaykovsky? I gotta think that he is. Lucas Zaykowski of the Thunderbirds, the Player of the Week. Red Deer Rebels goalie Chase Coward has been named WHL Goalie of the Week. The 19-year-old from Swifty posted a 2-0 record this past week, a 1.00 goals against average, and a 9.44 save percentage, and one shutty as Red Deer posted home ice victories over the Tigers and Broncos. Calgary Flames host the Colorado Avalanche in a battle of Western Conference Division leaders tonight. Colorado leads the Central. Calgary's atop the Pacific. Also tonight, the Maple Leafs face the Boston Bruins while the Montreal Canadiens visit the Florida Panthers, and we will be taking it in. It took an extra session, but the Toronto Raptors earned a 115-112 overtime home win over the Boston Celtics. Spicy P had a season-high 40 points. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand-new line of games. And for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. Ted Blues, watching on YouTube, says that interview with Hustler is why this show is so great. Tons of info and opinions. Keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you, and we will. Uh, Jeff Cabellos in Winnipeg watching says that Huss, what a good person. He absolutely is. We don't bring on losers on this show. We only bring on our friends and good people. Uh, by the way, DG watching in the Bridge City. 
says, morning, guys. Interesting to see the backlash from Bills fans this morning regarding the drawings for the team's new proposed stadium. Lots of complaints about it not being a full dome. And the drawing looks very similar to Regina. He says, I'm also curious about The Rock's late-night Instagram post that big announcements are coming. DG in Saskatoon. We'll talk about that next hour with AJ Jakubik. Scott Laughlin and more. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit RodPeterson.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.